Support for this podcast comes from San Francisco International Airport. At SFO, you can discover award-winning flavors and unique shops all before takeoff. Learn more about what's at SFO at flysfo.com. Hey, what's up? I'm Erica Cruz Guevara, the host of The Bay. Donations keep independent journalism alive and healthy. And you support outstanding journalism when you support KQED. So if you haven't yet, check out donate.kqed.org slash podcasts. That's donate.kqed.org slash podcasts with an S. From KQED. Krista Ramos was in her high school Zoom class on Monday when she and her family got some very stressful news. I was really shocked, frustrated, and I'm still frustrated because this country has taken this decision not realizing, or maybe they do realize, but maybe they don't care. A federal appeals court ruled that the Trump administration could end what's known as Temporary Protected Status, or TPS. That's humanitarian protection for hundreds of thousands of immigrants in the United States. Immigrants like Krista's mom. There are over 250,000 U.S. citizen children who have parents with TPS, and I'm included. My brother is, is also a U.S. citizen. For more than two years, Krista was a lead plaintiff in a federal lawsuit against the Trump administration's plan to end TPS, a program that's kept her mom in the United States. Today, the story behind Krista's fight to save TPS for thousands of other people like her, who could now face being separated from their parents. I'm Erica Cruz Guevara. Welcome to the Bay. Hi, I'm Sasha Coca, host of the California Report magazine. Every week, we bring you stories about what connects us in the giant, diverse Golden State. Because what happens in California changes the world. I love this place. We were once seen as like the place to be California. The land of milk and honey, that's where you go to Sunshine State, but we just have challenges right now. KQED's California Report magazine. New episodes drop every Friday, wherever you get your podcasts. Hey, it's Avery Truffleman, host of Articles of Interest. And I've got to say, I've been a fan of KQED ever since I was a little kid, and I would come out to San Francisco to visit my grandma. It was just what we'd always turn on every time we got in the car, every time we were making dinner and turning on the radio, it was always KQED. And then over the years, I've become a massive fan of KQED podcasts because this is local reporting at its best. These are answers to questions you've always wanted to know, interviews with exciting, unusual voices, necessary journalism, all told with love and care and artistry. And did you know that a majority of KQED's funding actually comes from members? It's just people like you and me supporting the programs they love while also getting access to cool events, behind-the-scenes footage, and so much more. If you want to sign up and be a part of this amazing community, visit donate.kqed.org slash podcasts to become a member today. That's podcasts with an S. Thank you for listening, and thank you for your support. 
Back in February of 2019, Eric Aguilar spoke with KQED immigration reporter Farida Jabvala Romero. Farida introduced us to Krista Ramos, who at the time was a freshman in high school and the lead plaintiff in the lawsuit to stop the Trump administration from ending temporary protected status. Today, we're going to share that conversation with you again. Here's Farida. It's not only the public attention you and your family might get, but the fact that you as a teen are facing a very powerful U.S. government official. Farida Javala Romero covers immigration for KQED. Krista was born in California. I was born in Green Bay, but I've lived for most of my life in San Pablo. She goes to school in Marin. I think the first time I saw her, she was, you know, with a a, a group of people, you know, behind like banners, safe TPS. And then she stepped onto a mic. It was shocking to me to find out that I can lose my mom in 18 months. I am here because I don't think it is fair that I have to choose to stay in my country or go to El Salvador with my mom. She told us why she was there. I don't want the government to split my family and to lose my home, my friends, and the opportunity to a good education. And that she believed that this was something that was going to impact, you know, a lot more people than her family and many other children of holders of TPS like herself. I'm not only here to represent my family, but the kids who are going through the same thing. Last March, the ACLU of Southern California, along with the National Day Laborer Organizing Network, filed a lawsuit on behalf of nine people living under temporary protected status and U.S. citizen children, like Krista Ramos. The lawsuit challenges the Trump administration's decision to end deportation protection and employment rights for TPS holders from El Salvador, Haiti, Nicaragua, and Sudan. Let's jump back a little bit and talk about what is temporary protective status or TPS as we've been talking about it. So Congress created TPS in 1990. The idea was to give some relief to people who were already in the U.S. but couldn't return to their countries because there had been some major natural disaster or civil war, you know, just some reason that made it really unsafe for them uh, to return. Mm-hmm. Previous administrations had decided that it warranted to extend TPS, especially people from El Salvador. The U.S. gave Salvadorans this status to help after devastating earthquakes hit in 2001. They are the latest group to face possible deportation in the future. The Trump administration has... So- what was Trump's reasoning for sunsetting the TPS status? The administration says that this is only a temporary program. So we didn't dispute the country conditions are difficult in El Salvador. That they reviewed the conditions in the country. But unfortunately, the law requires me if I cannot say that the conditions emanating from the earthquake still exist, regardless of other systemic conditions, I must terminate TPS. She decided that it was no longer warranted because the original conditions that had led to the TPS status uh, were no longer there. Christina didn't tell her kids for a long time that she had TPS. 
Cristina Morales is Krista's mom. She came to the U.S. from El Salvador when she was 12 years old and has been living here under TPS. I left behind my family in El Salvador, and I don't have any contact with them because this has been my home. Immigrants from El Salvador make up the majority of TPS holders and have been eligible for TPS for more than 15 years. What was the decision, what was the thinking behind Cristina and Krista were considering when they decided to get involved in this TPS lawsuit? So basically they broke the news to Krista once the administration announced that it was ending the program and that these people in a few months were going to, you know, not have these uh, protections anymore. So my parents were explaining it to me, telling me that we're going to find a way to keep our family together and get through this. Big news for for right. teenagers so, and for kids. Yeah, so Krista said her parents sat her down one night before uh, bed that they'd already put to bed her younger brother, who's 12, and they, you know, told her what was going on and that her mom might not be able to live in this country anymore. That night I was, there was a lot of thoughts going through my head, like what was going to happen. It was, it was hard. That, that, day, that night was hard. She said she was, you know, really shocked. Uh, couldn't sleep that night, couldn't concentrate in school, you know, and just didn't know what was going on. And then... That um, sort of despair gave way to hope when she found out about this lawsuit. And I think that's one of the reasons maybe she decided so early to just jump in there, you know, and be part of it. I think about how there's other kids who are maybe too scared to speak up or they don't understand. Maybe they're too young or maybe they have a disability and they aren't able to speak up. So I chose to help them and be the voice of all of the kids who are going to do the same thing. I mean, here was an option that could provide, you know, a change for what her family was going to face. How did you decide with your mom to be part of this? Um, well, when they asked me, I was, I was kind of nervous at first because I didn't know if I was going to be able to talk in front of everyone. But now people have given, been giving me more confidence and. I feel like I can talk in front of more people now. What's your message for the Trump administration? Um, that we're going to win, and that I'm not scared, and that no one's scared anymore. Maybe what Krista was calculating is um, the risk that she could face without, I'm guessing, growing up with her mom, right? Like, either she has to decide. Right. The lawsuit, what the all these plaintiffs, because it's not just Krista, it's, it's U.S. citizen kids of TPS holders and other TPS holders from around the country, including people from, from Haiti and uh, Sudan. The choice that they're facing, they say, according to this lawsuit, is just the children would be forced to decide to live in the U.S., their country, without their parent, or parents, because sometimes, you know, it's both parents mm-hmm. who have TPS, mm-hmm. or move with their parents to countries that they don't consider safe. Right. Or they don't know. And they don't know. A federal judge tonight blocking the Trump administration from ending the TPS program. Back in October, a federal judge in San Francisco issued a preliminary injunction, which stopped the administration temporarily from ending TPS protections. Tonight's ruling is not final, but will apply as a lawsuit challenging the administration's move proceeds. 
Judge Chen ruled that he was granting this temporary injunction, which basically meant that he was halting the Trump administration's uh, decision to end TPS, not only for the people in the lawsuit, but nationwide. Off the bat, that was affecting already uh, hundreds of thousands of people in the country. And that's something that, you know, I feel like Krista and her family say has already been a, a positive result of their decision to be part of this lawsuit. When we found out the news, I was happy and I was I was on my way to school. So when I got to school, all my teachers were congratulating me because they already knew. And that made me feel more comfortable and positive. If things don't go mm-hmm. their way, what does it sort of mean for Krista and her family? And how are her parents sort of helping uh, Krista go through this as a as a teenager, you know, mm-hmm. facing um, the Trump administration and yeah. these big policy ideas. Right. The first time I met the whole family was at a soccer field uh, in high school in Richmond. So can you please introduce yourself? Yeah. So my name is um, Edgar Ramos. And Cristina. Cristina Morales. They always talked about how united their family is and how much they love each other. To me, I mean, family, family is like number one. I guess I practice my religion too, so I believe in God. So for me, family, keep families, you know, together, is, is, to me, it's very important. For Krista's mom, I think the main worry is that she wouldn't be able to live in the U.S. with her kids. And in my mind, I cannot imagine that I have to make them decide to give up everything they have and to follow me to a country that even I don't feel comfortable. So the parents said that what they try to do is they stick to their normal routine as much as they can. You know, it's like I bring my kids in the morning to school. It's like traffic in the morning, then go to my job, traffic in the afternoon, and then come to practice with my kids and, you know, with the soccer teams. So for me, you know, being together is like... It's number one. They just try to remind their children of how much they love them and that they're going to try to take it step by step and they're going to figure it out together as a family, whatever happens. We've just been staying positive, looking at it on the bright side. My dream is to go to college to get a good career. Right now I'm thinking of being an immigration lawyer. I don't know, when I was 14, I didn't have that, like, you know, drive and that (laughs) already, like, a plan like they do, you know, so... Or your name on a federal court case, it's crazy. Yeah, so this is a family that has dreams, you know, and they have dreams in California, and they want to see them, they want to have the chance to, to go after that. That was KQED reporter Farida Javala Romero speaking with Erica Aguilar in February of 2019. Since then, Frida has stayed in touch with Krista and her family. And when the Ninth Circuit Court ruled in favor of the Trump administration on Monday, Frida called up Krista and her mom. I knew that decision was coming, but I was not expecting it right at this moment. I was like, I was in class, you know, paying attention to my work. And then this, this decision just comes out of nowhere. And it's, it's really shocking. And I'm 
I still like I don't even know. I'm still in shock. I feel angry. I feel frustrated. Um, the pain that I'm going through, the pain that over 400,000 families are going through, that fear of uh, being separated of your family, is, is so real, it's so painful. The ruling means that the federal government can officially end temporary protected status and start deporting people as early as next March, though Salvadorans would have until next November. In the meantime, Krista and the other plaintiffs aren't backing down. Her attorneys are seeking a review from a larger panel of judges at the Ninth Circuit. I'm not going to stay quiet. Uh, I'm going to keep on fighting along with my family. The lawyers, ACLU, are also going to, to keep fighting, and uh, this, this isn't over. This episode of The Bay was produced by Marisol Medina-Cadena and Alan Montecilio. Thanks as well to Erica Aguilar, Farida Javala-Romero, Ashley Ann Krigbaum, and Jeremy Siegel for producing the original episode, which aired last year. The Bay is made at your public radio station, KQED. I'm Erica Cruz Guevara. Talk Friday. Hey. It's Glenn Washington from Snap Judgment. And if you love what you're hearing, and I know you love what you're hearing, please consider becoming a KQED member. You get special access to cool events, behind-the-scenes footage, and so much more. Plus, you'll sleep better at night knowing you did your part for the community you depend upon. It's in you. Please be in it. Visit donate.kqed.org slash podcasts to sign up now. That's podcast with an S. Thanks.